Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh and marron films <laughs> of film history I'm James <laughs> I'm Cassandra And I'm Matteo <laughs> <laughs> Um, Welcome back. Welcome, we're here on the podcast again. Uh, We've survived another round of Omicron. (laughs) Um, Matt, with a a period of isolation, but not with any positivity. So we're all lucky we're still three negative babies. (laughs) It's <laughs> title of our band yeah. Ashley Bloomfield is like Alright, well, there are this many positive people And this many negative babies out there Ladies and gentlemen, um, three negative babies Yeah uh, it's, Yeah, it's my girl group <laughs> Yeah, exactly um, Yeah Three and uh, B thing, thing, <laughs> So I mean, all things considered, going pretty well yeah. We're going um, well, I mean, we're counting down to a special occasion Yeah, yeah. Uh, in which case there may be a few weeks where we just don't have the podcast for a we bit We may not, uh, yeah. Just because James Other and I will commitments. be away uh, um, For yeah. some undisclosed reason yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, context so. clues, figure it out Detectives, <laughs> yeah. be like the Batman and figure it out Exactly uh, Is that a, our great segue into the pop corner? I think it is I think oh, it is Alright Alright Pop, 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 pop corner. I'll go first, seeing as the Batman was mentioned. I went and saw the Batman. Um, the recent, uh, the the next round of, of What's it about? bat films. So it's about this guy. This man. Oh, and this God. strange man called Bruce Wayne. And he decides to dress as a bat. Um, so he sounds crazy. He sounds wild. He sounds a little sounds bit off kilter. And uh, yeah. edgy. And dark. Um, yeah, so this is the latest uh, adaptation by Matt Reeves. Um, it, it takes quite a um, another dark kind of approach, mm-hmm. um, even darker than the Christopher Nolan ones. It is uh, quite. A, I don't think the Christopher Nolan ones were that dark. They're dark in tone, but this one is like dark, like visually as well. They like yeah, had yeah, to yeah. like. You just like oh, it's not very. I can't see it. <laughs> yeah. You can see it. Like I was worried about it when I saw the trailers. I was like, this is really dark i kind of want to didn't want to see it but then it's too big that i want to see it now i also yeah. want to see i also want to see zoe kravitz because why not why, totally. why don't you want to see zoe kravitz at yeah. any moment in life yeah she's she's incredible and i'm pleased to report that the batman is a lot of fun like it's that's good to hear because yeah. I'm, I'm i'm planning on seeing it yeah and so like it's it's more of a detective movie than other kind of batmans so like the riddler is a major character in this by, by paul dano and he does riddles throughout his costume looks wild it's wild <laughs> yeah um and so yeah they're kind of roughing off the kind of um uh incel and uh, very um I don't know, unhinged internet kind of um, fandom um, with that kind of character. But he has riddles that they, he solves that Batman has to go through. It's like, I think for Matt Reeves, uh, his adaptation reference points were like Batman Year One by Frank Miller and Batman The Long Halloween. Um, can't remember the name. I think Jeff Loeb did that one. Uh, which And it's really accurate kind of adaptations of those kind of pieces. Um, oh, nice. It feels like it feels like a really fun comic booky version of of Gotham, while still being that quasi realistic. Colin Farrell has so much fun as the Penguin. Like um, he is, he is the the film's only like source of like levity. And though he shouldn't really be doing the kind of fat suit kind of look, like he's 
he's still buying into the world. Um, Does he look like Jared Leto's brother? He's <laughs> in, in House of Gucci. He no, I mean like this one, like it doesn't feel like a pantomime no. performance. Because like, I can like see Jared it, Leto. I can see them looking exactly alike. They yeah. kind of have similar features. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I feel like he fits within the world. Whereas my whole beef with Jared Leto in that movie was like he was just like joke. Uh, pointing at the film and be like this is a joke um but yeah uh colin's really cool and uh he he's having a year at the moment and it's just is started he? i mean after yang is coming out oh yeah he, yeah and he's like been featured a lot on twitter just like so he hung out with um the woman who played oh, yeah. pocahontas Koryanka Kiltra, and yeah. they did like a big they trip together really hot together yeah like he's just chilling out and having fun and i'm here for it i want to see robert Pattinson and zoe kravitz together because every time I see them, it just looks like they want to fuck each other's brains out. Yeah, they um, they kind of briefly dated during the filming of the. Did film. they? No, I didn't know that. I don't think I don't know. I, it's not confirmed. Be a brief fling. Is it yeah. she with uh, Channing, or is that done? What now? I thought Zoe and, Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum were like maybe. I think maybe maybe it's because Hollywood, he's... baby. Yeah, who can, you know, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> Why not? Why not sample um, every piece of the platter? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know no, what I said. It's great fun. Robert uh, is really, really cool in this role. I think he sells it really well. There's more Batman than Bruce Wayne, but um, that's fine. And yeah, it was a really, I really enjoyed the ending and the kind of uh, thematic kind of end that it, it uh, finishes on. Um, nice. It's, it's, uh, it's not how you would expect a Batman movie to kind of wrap up, and it was really exciting. The Riddler is like one of my favorite villains. Yeah. Just because he... <laughs> does riddles yeah well, like, the, the best thing about- <laughs> which appeals I love, like, to me a little, a little mini game where i have to solve <laughs> yeah. all of them honestly of one of the best part of the arkham games is solving all the riddles yeah. problems we have all, all avowed like escape room fans here so like yes yeah. the, the yeah. would appeal and one of the best things about batman is the rogues gallery of villains like, yeah he's got the best gallery so by far comprehensive um yeah so i had a lot of fun uh i think you will too check it out Nice. nice. It's three hours long. Yes. How's that? <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, you just have to strap in. Yeah, like, Let's strap in. I was entertained all the way through, yeah. but you are still aware of its length. Yeah. yeah. I, I just can't bring wait for... back the intermission yeah, is I know. all yeah. I want to say. Because I want I want to stretch my legs. I want to go pee. Well, and the tough thing is now in the Omicron world, so I went and saw this in the theatre, but I don't really want to eat during it or drink because I'm, you know... You want to wear the mask for safety. So you don't even have any, like, little popcorn or, like, drink to break it up. You're just, like, cool and strapped in for three hours. I reckon if, like... You know, if like a big director mm. just directed a film was like, you know, this is two and a half hours with intermission. Like, yeah. just put an intermission in there. Respect. Like, mm. I think the cinemas would be like, right yeah, on. okay, yeah. right on. And like, they sell more, they'll sell wine. So they'll be selling out. some, you yeah. know, more popcorn. People will go get some more snacks at the intermission yeah. point. Absolutely. Like, it's I don't see, like, how is it, a, like, it's a win-win situation here on a, on a purely capitalistic level, let alone me and my legs. And the critics would rave. Like, they would be like, Whoa, yeah, we're back in the old days. Yeah. yeah, like, I just do it. Somebody, have the have, have the gumption to yeah, do it. To put nouse. an intermission in your movie. Yeah. Um, my other mixed bag uh, that I have been enjoying uh, is uh, the TV show Severance, starring Adam Scott and um, uh, Patricia Arquette, um, among others, John Turturro. Who's Patricia? Patricia. 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 Patricia.
I get. Hey, Patricia Arquette mixed look, up with like um, diction. Diction is um, is important. Diction, yes. Yeah, that's well, as we've true. learned from this film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the triple barreled names. Yeah, there's only a single but, barrel. What but, do you mean? No, no, no. So like Patricia Arquette, for some reason, I get mixed up with like Robin Wright Penn. That's not even her name now. I know and, she's um, ditched one of the barrels. Jennifer Jason Lee. I'm just like she. She. But I. I, I need to get more precise. Same type of character. Yeah. Same, yeah. same type. A type of actress. Yeah. Patricia Arquette Marquette. (laughs) I don't don't know what her last name would be. Arquette Marquette, though. She should, like, open a small boutique market. Yeah, yeah. And it's pronounced Marquette. Marquette. No, it's it's the Patricia Marquette. Yeah. (laughs) I'd attend, yeah. Um, So this is a a sci-fi kind of mystery kind of show where um, the premise is, like, um, there's this mysterious company, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, um, that you like, you can decide to do a like a severance plan where um, uh, they do something to your brain so that you can only remember your memories uh, when you're at work and then a oh, different version of yourself can only remember <laughs> not. what your life is like in your personal life. So you don't know what's happening. Oh, so there's a complete okay. separation between right. your work self yeah. and your Maybe personal self. Maybe that's okay, actually. So, um, yeah, it follows the... The character of, of Mike uh, with Adam Scott. What was Mark? Mark, that's right. I've seen one episode of this. <laughs> James yeah. has seen like five. Um, <laughs> Is uh, anybody ever called Mark anymore? Like. No. I can't even picture a baby Mark. What is I mean, Mark, Mark is a classic office name, though. Oh, like, what, yeah, a, what a name absolutely. of a guy who's in an office. Ever since Zuckerberg came out, everyone's like, no, thank you to Mark. Um, came out. Like, he's a product. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. They released um, Zuckerberg. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we follow the character of Mark as he, like, um, explores that kind of life, and we see, like, how that separance choice kind of impacts his life, and then... Yeah, it follows him and his co-workers. There's a new co-worker that has just severed and he's kind of the experienced like new manager um, to kind of coax her through. And we gradually learn, obviously, things aren't as they seem and that there may be more than meets the eye. I mean, there's already more than meets the eye. There's a whole severance thing to your brain. Um, and it's really, really fun. It's like, it reminds me of like Lost or Westworld, like those fun like mysteries where you slowly peel back piece by piece. And it's not afraid to get really weird with it as well. Like there's some... It's got a delightful opening, uh, starting with like this black bile that is like dripping all over the place, which we're only gradually like figuring out what what that's about. Um, and yeah, it's a cool satire of like office work life because you know I work full time now and I, I know the experience of working the nine to five, which is you know it's 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 a demanding experience. So well, I'm I'm going to be exiting the nine to five soon, oh, so okay. I, this will probably be quite is, cathartic yeah, for you. The severance will be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, highly recommended. Uh, there's like five or six episodes out right now. I think it's probably an eight. Uh, eight episodes, <laughs> eight season. out of ten, eight <laughs> out of ten. or like um, uh, either eight episodes or ten episodes, but it's really coming to a head. We just watched episode five, and it's um, starting to throw some really interesting things into the mix. So, Ooh, I like Adam Scott. That's yeah, my contribution. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's Good. fun. Like, and and the show isn't he, an out and out comedy, but like there is some like he's very rootable. Yeah, you know, he's an everyman. Yeah. His name is very plain. Yeah. <laughs> it's Adam yeah, Scott. It's very bland. Yeah. Bland but exciting. I mean, like, there's a like spark him. to him behind his eyes. Look, you had just beautifully wrapped out a very, like, piece of little segment. And now we've just expanded like, it. Now we're just, we're just saying Scott. absolute nonsense. So yeah. can we move on to, uh, to Matt? Not. What about your popcorn? Cool. I watched a couple of shows as well. 
Um, I've been watching The Gilded Age, which is oh. like hot nonsense, really. But it's kind of enjoyable to watch. It's, the stakes <laughs> are basically zero. And you just see like Broadway actresses like kind of act. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. Mary Louisa Streep's uh, daughter, um, not uh, act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's fine. It's like kind of whatever. It's going to be... Um, wrapping up its its first season soon and it's you know if you want to see um kind of bitchy happenings where nothing much of consequence happens it's kind of like just fun um background at noise really and uh carrie coon is doing a lot which is fun to see um you know, so it's got Christine Baranski, it's got Cynthia Nixon playing like a, a simple t- <laughs> well she's not but you know like she's kind of um yeah, not use her usual like fierce kind of self, and then oh. you've got some yeah other uh, cameos from like Broadway actresses like Kelly O'Hara and like Deborah Monk and like Celia Keenan Bolger and those people. It's very Broadway studded. Yeah, yeah. When, um, we, we watched Murphy. I think just the just Audra the first episode. Was, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I feel like. Part of me was like, I feel cheated because we've got Michael Cerveris here. We've oh, got yeah, Michael Cerveris. We've yeah, got course, yeah. Celia Kinney. Nathan Lane shows up. And no, nobody is yeah. singing to me. <laughs> no and one that, is singing. That was I'm felt sure, like, I felt cheated I'm sure by they'll, that. Probably do like, uh, <laughs> they'll probably do like a Once More with Feeling from Buffy where they just have like a musical right. episode yeah. or something. I mean, that's the experience of a lot of like New York shows where like, uh, yeah, or yeah. Is it Law and Order and stuff where they just have well, I, regular. I do love that the, the casting director clearly had like this vision of like I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna give these Broadway actors a chance to shine on screen, um, which is cool. I mean, whatever. Um, and I also uh, finished season four of Mrs. Maisel, which is you know a show that still exists. Um, Matt has always been the champion for Mrs. Maisel I, on this look, show, and I, I just don't think I'm ever going to watch it. Is it still marvelous? <laughs> it still, it still kind of does it for me. Like the takes are amazing, and like the chemistry between Rachel Brosnahan and Luke Kirby, who plays Lenny Bruce, <laughs> as good as ever, as good as ever. Oh, um, and Tony Shalhoub and Alex Borstein are still delightful in their roles. So I thought I was kind of like. You know, when a show has lost its kind of buzz and sparkle, you think it'll, like, plateau, which it kind of has, but it still does it for me. Um, so it's still kind of marvelous. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Marvel-ish. <laughs> Marvel-ish. Mar- the Marvel-ish, Mrs. Maisel. Um, and I also saw, like, a few films. I saw The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh. Um, movie was fine. That's <laughs> Jessica. Jessica's good. I really enjoyed her. I think my favorite of the lineup was still Penelope, but like she's just as good as like Kristen and Olivia. Mm-hmm. She's miles better than Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the last 15 minutes. Uh, she's really great in the movie. Um, but also the makeup is interesting. I've mm. seen some shots, yeah. It's interesting. Mm. Might win the Oscar. Mm. Mm-hmm. We'll see. No, we'll get to um, interesting <laughs> nominations and wins. <laughs> we'll for see. That yeah, maybe shouldn't have won. And then the other things that I saw, I saw Fresh with oh, Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan. It's fun. I mean, I have problems with how they use the best, the black best friend, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want like some really, you know, interesting body horror, you know, it's fine. It's good. I'll, a lot of people enjoy it. And then the other thing that I saw was Turning Red. Which is fine also. It's not my yeah, favorite. I think we 
we'll we'll every watch Jenny Red as well, so we can yeah. have a discussion of mm. the three of us. Um, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't like love love it. Um, I don't think it was funny. I thought it was like <laughs> there was like it was relatable more than it was yeah. funny. Yeah, I think. yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, um, it was, I, and it I think it was relatable in terms of its like teenage. Absolutely, like, I think it you know, nailed sort of how, puberty stuff. how and kind I love, of cringe the teenagers. And were. I love that it is so specifically exploring like female puberty. Yeah, yeah, same. Like, that doesn't get explored very much and things, and like the weirdness of like. I think particularly like the weirdness of her developing the crush on the boy at the, mm. at the store and being mm. like, I, my, my, my immediate like first <laughs> response is to draw mermaid fan fiction of her, yeah. um, which does I, read very true as 13 year old yeah. girl crush. I also, I love the, the arc of Tyler, the little friend, Yeah, <laughs> which was really yeah. fun. But I thought I was just like, though there was a few things where I'm like, I don't like the climax of this with the big boss, I think, the big I fight. Think the, was the, like, the characters... Spending time with those characters, I really enjoyed the the plotting of the story. Yeah. I wasn't as kind of... Yeah, yeah, it was the plotting Mm, that I was like... mm. "Mm." And I think in terms of, like, what it's sort of saying, like, you've got this whole, like, she's turning into the the red panda. It's kind of like a broad metaphor, not Mm. just being puberty, Mm. but also, like, to do with um, that sort of, like, emotional, like, freedom. And I think that it's kind of when you look at this sort of... I guess intergenerational trauma of mm. like mothers teaching their daughters to repress their emotions, which yeah. I think feels both very true to like uh, like Chinese like diasporic culture, yeah. but also um, you know like a yeah sort of like daughters te- like mothers teaching their daughters how to be proper and like womanly and like that's a definitely a thing that that girls are taught to suppress their emotion in a way that boys aren't. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was a really interesting metaphor, but then I think it kind of they fuck that up by the end where it's like, but it's fine. And then the mums are like, fine. Yeah, the aunties was, are fine. It and ca- it's like, yeah, it was kind of muddled for me. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're going to have that in there, which is really interesting, I feel like you can't just sort of let everybody get away with like, ah, it's all good. Like, you know, mm. if you've kind of, the grandma's fucked up her daughter and then the daughter, the, the, the mother's <laughs> then going to try to do the same to her daughter. Like that's, um, it seems like we should actually have some reckoning for that there, rather there than needs like to be the grandma and the aunties all get away with like, you know, yeah. revisiting then, this trauma on their children. <laughs> like, yeah. it yeah. seems like that's message-wise a bit muddled. And I think perhaps just because they, they needed to do a happy ending, it feels a bit having your cake and eating it too in yeah. terms of touching on that that kind of more complicated yeah, stuff. Yeah, I really feel like like when she decided that she wanted to embrace... I mean, there's also spoilers, spoilers, by the spoilers. way. Yeah, and embrace being the red panda. That like, yeah, I thought that there'd have to be some learning and some distance from the family for a bit. Mm, or but like the, maybe the mother comes around to it, but the, the older generation yeah, still aren't going to They still need to it. adjust mm, to that. Whereas yeah. instead we get this like full, like everyone it's turns into a panda. Well, at least, you know, now. if you're going to have that, like have a scene where it's like confronted properly instead of like... Mm. Yeah. Just Ooh, through fights. Yeah. Instead of like yeah. your kaiju, which yeah. is where Action. we end up with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the the kaiju is just kind of like a fun novelty of like Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. real big. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did think the boy band music was all very good. Oh, the, 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 the one I song it was very accurate. I think there's like three songs they wrote for the show. To me, which if, are all like very accurate. If Billie Eilish and her brother lose the Oscar this year for No Time to Die, they definitely deserve it for this. Song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Song I, th- I thought so th- these all these songs are much better than the No Time to Die being Espe- talked to me. Which especially though like, the main one, the the one the never had nobody. <laughs> Like you. Yeah. I find love the it. line about the tummy. Just I love like, it. It's so bad. It's, so it's silly. bad in a perfect it's way. So good. It's yeah. so like uh, exactly like kind Very of weirdly like just such a childish. Weirdly childish. Oh, cause, cause it, like it brings it back to a childlike place, whereas the other things are like, oh fuck, 
buddy. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, kind yeah. of like, <laughs> you know, like it could be read as very adult, but the Tommy line kind of brings it like yeah, back to like a very right. innocent kind of like yeah. place. It's the classic like non-threatening boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the heartthrob of a, of a yeah. early mm. teen. It was fun in terms of the, the horniness, I think. Like yeah. exploring that stuff. The awooga moment where she like <laughs> sees the boy in the, in the convenience store and is thirsting. Like, in her kind of form. In terms of the yeah. animation, like, mm. they're just really go for it so i think there's a lot of I think it's worth watching 100 yeah, percent. i don't think it's definitely. like in the upper tier of pixar but i think it's yeah. worth watching yeah. yeah yeah i mean and i appreciate like uh other critics have repeated this as well so i'm just yeah. gonna bring this back out there but i i like with this and luca that it's like not trying to do like these massive like high concept kind of meditations on mm. existentialism and death and stuff like that like that that has its place and that i really like inside out i didn't jam as much with soul but like like it's nice to just have like little stories like yeah i mean you know you get one every five once you do like four you get to punch the card and you like the existential <laughs> yeah yeah you there get one is. for free yeah. yeah um i enjoyed soul but yes i get what you mean yeah yeah it's nice to have something and a I like, more modest like for coco Pixar. does that too and i'm, I'm yeah. i love coco it makes me cry my eyes out but like we don't have to be reminding kids all the time like you're gonna die someday yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> um cast do you have anything to yeah add? i've just got a couple little things for my pop corner um so firstly uh, i'm going to another podcast i know oh. it's always dramatic when i bring another podcast oh, to the podcast um, but I'm going to talk about the, uh, the first season, which is now wrapped, of The Secret of St. Kilda, which Ooh. is a um, narrative podcast made by Haggis and Dragons Productions over in Scotland. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's great. It's kind of, I, I don't want to give too much away What's in the terms genre? of the story. It's kind of, um, I guess it's sort of mystery, kind of, but not like a whodunit. It's more of like a... Eerie. Uh, yeah. Like you, you, we, we start out on this strange island in Scotland, which has uh, a kind of members of a cult, not in terms of your like, I guess, um, wild, wild country style cult, but mm. in terms of literally like they are all followers of the god Dubrach. And mm. we um, uh, meet this uh, newcomer, uh, Lockie, who has he's joined the island uh, under Lockie. kind of mysterious Lockie, circumstances. Lockie Ness. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it, it just sort of takes a whole lot of twists and turns. There are some really interesting characters, and the finale was like is just incredible. Cool. Um, is it's it one revealed of the ones that where... his full name is Lockie and Monster? Uh, it is not. <laughs> I will give that spoil away. That is not the conclusion. Um, but yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a lot of different things that go go different places um the voice acting's really good uh it's yeah like well directed and scripted as well um and yeah the, the particular finale of season one um yeah there was just a particular twist where i was sort of half listening as i tend to with narrative podcasts while i'm doing something else and i had to like pause it and go like mm. what no mm. and like go back and listen to the last yep. 20 minutes Absolutely. like focused because uh, it was such a huge thing um yeah so i definitely would recommend it i think it's only about eight episodes um and they're all you know podcast so you can just listen to them while you're on the bus or uh, after you listen to this go listen to that listen to that it's straight wherever you found this one find them there yeah um and the second thing i want to add uh is i've just finished reading the book greta and valdan by rebecca k riley yeah i've heard good things about that delightful delightful book i was just uh i just recommended it to somebody by being like it's just a book about like a whole lot of charming and eccentric people uh getting into scrapes um, <laughs> that are all in like one very complicated, tight knit family group. Um, so it's Greta and Valdana, brother and uh, sister and brother, uh, who are flatmates. Um, and they are a uh, <laughs> Russian Māori family um, that have like this big kind of network of like 
cousins and like uncles and uncles' boyfriends and everybody. There's like a lot of like romances and like family history that unfolds yeah. and both of the characters um perspectives are um reflected in the book so we we have sort of alternating chapters one is narrated by Valdan, one's narrate, narrated by greta um and both of their sort of voices are so dry and funny <laughs> in a very kind of like laconic witty way uh, like they, they both make these like incredible observations just mm. about the world that's a very like um like a very trenchant, I guess <laughs> would be the word to describe it. Um, yeah, are just like people who are naturally funny, and it's like the sort of people that are naturally funny, and people are laughing, and they don't realize that they've made a joke. Mm. And that's both these people. Um, so it's just a joy to spend like you know a couple hundred pages in the in the world with them, um, and meet all their family, and see what what you know dramas they're getting up to. Cool. Um, they're all just people that you want to be friends with, uh, and it's it's lovely to 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 experience a book I think like that. New Zealand. Um, um, literature and I think particularly New Zealand theatre where, where our sort of world is like has a reputation for having very like dark New Zealand gothic kind yeah. of stuff and like I love that as well like there's a lot of really great like you know tragic like deeply like harrowing New Zealand stories but I really enjoyed that this wasn't that yeah, um, for and sure. that this is something I can confidently recommend to people like you will make you will, me laugh like your make heart will be warmed you'll, like, you'll laugh and you're gonna love these characters <laughs> and you're gonna hang out with them love love um, love and yeah uh, it's it's great I got it from from Libby app on the library if you if you want oh, to nice. do the same nice. Uh, you but can get it from Libby and you can get it from any bookstore. Any bookstore, you can get it from yeah, from all around you if you're in New Zealand. Give if you're Rebecca not, that coin. Yeah, uh, it's great. Yeah, that's me. All right. Well, yeah. From. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yep. So should we continue? Feature <laughs> presentation. From one book to another. Oh. Okay. It's that's our feature presentation. <laughs> Feature presentation. When this episode drops, it is the day of the eighty. What? Which? Ninety something Oscars. Wait, no, wait. Ninety something. No. I think. No, no. Yeah, it would be the ninety something. Ninety first, ninety second. Maybe ninety fourth. Oh, Academy Awards. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, it's it's dropping it's today. Fucking old. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's real old. She's, Getting up, she's up there. The yeah. Queen is going to be writing a letter soon. To, oh my to god! Mr. I, I don't think the Queen is going to make it's it. Not, to the hundredth even, Academy Awards. I'm just know. saying that now. Prediction. I don't yeah. even know if the Queen is going to make it to this one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she might not have already. <laughs> Look, yeah. theories, theories aside, theories abound. <laughs> Um, but one one Academy Awards the Queen was alive for was yes. the twenty as it twenty eighteen twenty nineteen yeah, Academy yeah. Awards. It's the twenty nineteen was... one for the twenty eighteen films. Yes, um, and Green the Book. yes crowning glory went to Green Book. Yeah, Ooh, let's set the scene. Yeah, so not only did it win uh, Best Picture, but it also won Best Original Screenplay and Best Supporting Actor for Mahershala Ali. I mm. think that's all. Yeah, that's yeah. that's all. That's the yeah, three. Yeah, uh, it's pretty. <sighs> Three pretty big awards. Yeah, and um, it didn't ha- it get, didn't get a director nomination. Mm-hmm. Some films it was up against Roma, which was fine for me actually. Like I didn't love it. Yeah. It's good, better than a lot of films. Maybe this one. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, the favorite was another one it was up against. Uh, First Reformed was around that was that year as well. Yeah, but it only got nominated for one Oscar. Oh, boo. Yeah. Um, and Vice was around that year. Vice was around that year. Um, Star sure is 10. Born. Oh, was that that year? Yeah. yeah. 
with the very horny singing between Gaga and Bradley. Um, and some horny driving between yeah. <laughs> Gaga and Bradley and maybe some more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was the year of the infamous Olivia Coleman upset at the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. Where Glenn Close did not win for the seventh time. Mm, oh, I know. Yeah. One day. One yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Olivia Coleman may steal it today at tonight's Academy Awards. Oh, possibly. Yeah. We possibly don't know. tonight. Yeah. I think the favorite is Jessica Chass. Yeah. She's yeah. the favorite this time around. Oh, that's true. That's um, funny how ironic. Olivia was not the favorite the last time around. And now she's just, she's one of our, our best. And yeah. always yeah. gets that surprise. Not Good, for her. Right. Good for her. Good for her. We wish her the best. Yeah. Um, so a film I don't wish the best is the film Green Book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is your, what's our history, um, guys? So James and I saw this. We were trying to remember which of our families we went to see this I'm with. Pretty I sure think it was, it was James's folks. family. Yeah, because they were interested in seeing it um, mm. because, you know, obviously big film. And I thought the only reason, other than this podcast, which I didn't know about at the time, had we met? I don't know. No, if we this was pre, pre pre-mixed pod, bag. Um, was seeing it with my folks because I wasn't going to see it by myself. And I like trying to see as many best picture movies as I can. A lot of people do. And so, yeah, I wanted to, to check it out. And um, I did not like it. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. Shock horror. But I was like, surely that is, that's not going to win best picture. Like, yeah. That is, it's pretty, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. But um, yeah, so I saw it with them and I think. Did uh, you see it with them as well? Yeah, no, yeah. We, we saw oh, it Oh, sorry, I've, I've taken over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was, how did you I was find like, it? No, I was similar to Jack. I, I did not enjoy this film very much. Um, you know, there's, like, I felt generally, I think, that it was fine mm-hmm. seeing it. Like, yeah, I didn't didn't have hugely strong feelings, I think, seeing it, but I did have hugely strong feelings when it was suggested we would see it again for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely when my feelings crystallized into dislike. <laughs> Um, what and about you, Matt? So, so yeah, we've got some, uh, just jumping in, uh, some f- uh, people might not think this is mixed per se, but because it's one best picture, and it is quite, got a actually lot of, highly rated on... It got a lot of critical negative reviews, but a lot of audiences liked it. Yeah, it's one of yeah. those those ones. And, and you if, know, we're not we're not as strangers to taking down best picture winners in this pot. Yeah. Yeah. Iconically, our first episode is Very the best funny. picture winner, right Forrest Gump. <laughs> And yeah, it does have a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 8.1, I think it was, on IMDb. So it's still beloved in some circles. Mm. Well, I have not watched this film because I had no interest in watching this film. And I suggested this film to commemorate the Oscars. We need to watch an Oscar movie. Mm. And I was like, I haven't watched this one. This one qualifies. This is the only context where I will watch this film. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Maybe I liked it. Maybe I didn't. Maybe. Who yeah. knows? Maybe your minds have changed. Who knows? We'll find out. But we've got to talk about what this thing is about. Yeah. And, right. Open that book. Yeah. So as James prepares the timer, it's my turn to talk through, uh, talk through what I recall. Turn that page. Now I have 15 minutes on the dial because I've been doing rat tests all throughout <laughs> the week. And now it's time to move that down to one. In three, two, one, go. 
Okay, so Tony Lip, uh, also known as Tony Vallelonga, which is his real name, is kind of a mafia-adjacent sort of guy, lives in New York, is just a classic Italian heavy. Uh, he is out of a job um, for a while, so he takes a job as the driver for Dr. Don Shirley, who is a black pianist who uh, is touring the South. Um, and so racist Tony and, like... Uh, fancy black man, <laughs> Dr. Don, uh, embark on this trip where they encounter uh, various different uh, shenanigans, um, which generally inc- uh, involve either uh, Dr. Shirley uh, not being stereotypical in some way and uh, Tony being surprised by this, or people being really racist to Dr. Shirley and Tony having to learn about racism. Uh, and then uh, eventually they, I guess, become friends. Uh, and at the end, he invites him to Christmas with his family. Time. It's basically it. Nice. <laughs> like, Three, yeah. yeah. Racist Tony and fancy black man. <laughs> the famous duo. Yeah, that's, that's the famous, like, famous, famous thing what they yeah. said yeah. in the pitch meeting. You know what? Yeah. Ebony and Ivory. This is it. This yeah. was the inspiration. Mm. Um, well, now Take all those ivories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we've got the ivory tusks and um, yes. in his uh, room. But now that we've done the plot. Well, that was the plot. Yeah, very succinct plot. Uh, he had time to spare. Now it's time to get to the heart. Oh, um, yeah. Because surely if they're going across all of America, we're going to see <laughs> the, the, the beautiful, well, or the South, rather. Um, we're going to see the beauty and the hotness, the, the range available to us. Look, the hot is a South place. The South is a hot place. <laughs> the hot is a South place. Title of it, if, if we did those if we did differently. Titles, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so one thing we noticed about halfway through this film is that no, <laughs> no one's hot in it. Like, I mean, there's Mahershala one exception. Mahershala Ali is a beautiful man. Like, yeah, for sure. Just really beautiful, good-looking man. But it's his characterization here is, like, I think can only be described as cold. And I think that equates to his lack of hotness I mean, but, in this but film, also, which is, you know, but like, bizarre because he is a hot man. Cold but. and standoffish could be hot you know perhaps but, but, but the here way it's just like you're just here, like he's just being kind of a dick yeah like yeah stiff. well it's just he, he's also so ignorant about so many things that i'm like I, oh. I feel like you're intelligent about some things but not other things obviously yeah. that's what they wanted to convey the movie it's which like makes no it internal a lot less logic hot. for this yeah. character <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think uh, all of no us zero hot men in this movie. Yes. None yeah. of them are even every person has a, a character so face. Like, maybe they're hot, but... and then like they'd be on a distance, and then they'd have a close up, and we'd be like, ah, oh, never mind. <laughs> but there was unanimously, thank mm. God, yes. a saving grace of hotness. She looked great. Uh, it's Velma herself, Linda Cardellini, Linda Cardellini. Yeah. Um, as Tony Lip's wife, Dolores. Yeah. Tony is definitely punching above his weight. Yeah. Very much. Absolutely. And uh, we saw the her. we saw the pictures at the and end. Honestly, and it was true. That was true to life. I mean, the uh, golf was even the golf was, was even worse yeah. <laughs> in um, real life. Yeah. No, she she looked great. She Lots looked, of nice little early sixties outfits. Yeah. Her the, the, the flippy hair. The sixties hair complimented her really well. And she's she's just hot. Like, yeah. You know. She doesn't have a lot to do in this film except kind of look hot and read letters. Pretty um, much. Yeah. yeah. Make some food. <laughs> Cry. Yeah. Oh, the food was good. And, and pick up those glasses uh, out of the bin. Yeah. 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 Which we'll talk about, I'm sure. I bet they have a good sex life. Yeah. Tony and... <laughs> I think he's... Tony, Tony and Dolores. Uh, and Dolores. Yeah, he's very... Both... He's kind of Brando-esque, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. He just wears a... He wears a, a singlet a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what you mean by that. A, a wife beater. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I guess, What a like, weird term. Yeah, yeah. She, like... 
that's the I can understand how some people could be attracted to him maybe like because he is anyway not really I don't see it myself I, but like I, I can see it yeah just wasn't doing it for me this time <laughs> yeah yeah totally yeah um it is also worth noting before we get into like the meat of bottles and bad uh, uh Bananas, um, is uh, yeah. So this was written by by Peter Farrelly and Nick Vallelonga, who appears in the movie oh. as a young boy. Not him, but like the him as a character. Yeah. Oh, I see. He, he appears as a character. character. Oh, right. uh, it's written about his father. Yes. Um, um, played by Vigo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Peter Farrelly is a very unusual choice for this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's because right. Because he's done stuff like there's something about Mary and White chicks. me, myself, and Irene. Mm. Um, the heartbreak kid i think that's him um yeah who knows and so this who cares? is his foray into it's serious film yes he saw adam mckay's career trajectory and he was like yes i, I want that. them too yeah i, I want, want them gold fishies film about yeah. racism Weirdly, the and how it's been like, solved now fuck yes we are keen for this <laughs> i mean they did not nominate him for director yeah. True. So clearly, the but, director's I mean, he still got a like, screenplay. He, got, he yeah. got that screenplay. Yeah, he did get a screenplay yeah. Oscar. <laughs> uh, That's the back door. Just help write the screenplay and if they like your movie yeah. well enough. Yeah. There's an upset brewing, I think. I think Coda is on its way to the podium. For screenplay or for? In Best Picture. Best picture. Oh. I feel oh, like it's a classic. I think it's a classic Departed versus Little Miss Sunshine. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, I would be mad at that, honestly. I quite like I Coda. Yeah, I didn't like Coda, but I think it's good. But yeah. I feel like people love it. and mm. It's a best picture kind of vibe. So, similar with Belfast, right? Where it's I, did, like... I would be more mad if Belfast won. I wouldn't be mad. But I, I, would... I definitely wouldn't be mad considering other films that have won this award. We'll talk about yes. it uh, yeah. later. But I, w- but I would be, I'd be more disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think the comments from Jane uh, have affected I don't think voting? they will make I mean, honestly, an impact. But also, uh, to be fair, like when this came out, there was also... Um, controversy about Nick Vallelonga himself making yeah. comments <laughs> and, and it did Vigo. not stop and what? Vigo as well? So yeah Vigo said the n-word um, in, <gasps> in the lead up to it and the next day he apologised and said Damn. like um, I shouldn't have said that but like uh, yeah so there was there was controversy around that so well. I don't think it'll affect her Yeah, but yeah. Jane Come on, girl. Like, Get it together, Jane. Yeah. That's all we want to say on that subject. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were acting... Uh, I'm not going to quote her, because I feel like it's inappropriate. <laughs> um, well, let's jump into the into the bottles of this film. Yeah. So, what did we like about Green Book? Uh, oh, we said there were some bits where the food looked good. The food looked, the food looked really good. good. Tasty. Um, drinks looked good as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, food drinks. I thought there were like some like um, actually generally production design. I, I quite liked a lot of the sort of production design elements of it. There was like some things that I enjoyed. So there was a joke about like Tony like um okay this was not a good bit where like Tony was like um teaching him how to eat fried chicken. <laughs> Maybe the most egregious thing. <laughs> where he like uh... but he throws like the the bones out the window, which you mm. know. Uh, Dr. Shirley finds amusing which is you know whatever like you see him be free for the first time yeah. and then um, Tony he's uh, encouraged by Dr. Shirley laughing and yeah, so yeah. he's like aha I'm gonna throw my cup, throws out, the the window. cup out the window yeah. and you see it fling by and then the next shot is uh, them backing back up to retrieve the cup which I thought was a funny joke I was like mm. good comedy play. Yes. comedy beat there's another moment where that we I think we all appreciated where 
There's a moment where Vigo pretends like he has a gun. And yeah, like that's the other one that I, I enjoyed. Yeah, and because um, uh, Dr. Shirley's been like beaten up at a bar and he goes, come on, you know, get out of it. Um, and was trying to bring uh, the doctor away and pretends that he has a gun behind his back. And then um, he asks like, oh, did you actually have that gun? And he's like, no, no, what are you talking about? Of course I don't pack a gun. And then later on in the film, like cl- close to the end of the yeah. film, like a good hour later, yeah. Or an hour later. Yeah. Well, well, Doctor Shirley is like relieved. He's like, oh, yeah. this guy, I can trust this guy. <laughs> so, oh, cool. He doesn't have a gun. He was just bluffing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doctor Shirley uh, accidentally flashes some cash at a bar, and um, so we, we can see, see a shot of a man like looking over at the money, like mm-hmm, which honestly I, I thought was a little, it, like looked a little like sexy, like kind yeah. of like a yeah. like a moonlight moment of like. Mm. But no, no, he was looking um, at the money, no, not he the was, man. He was keen on that money, one of that green. Um, and then, <laughs> that green back. <laughs> and then there's this, you know, a sequence where he like plays the piano and everyone loves him and everyone's feeling good. I've got another one. Um, oh, yeah. You finish, you finish. And they're walking back to the car and um, suddenly Nick Vallelonga just pulls out his gun and a gun. <laughs> Tony Vallelonga next to the song. Not Nick, yeah, he shows up in the <laughs> film. Shows up I'm the screenwriter. Um, Tony uh, pulls out a gun and fires it into the air, two shots, and these kids scarper behind their car. And uh, it was a gun all along. What? And they, they don't. Chekhov's gun. Tony's gun. <laughs> and they don't have to, like, spell it out in, in writing. No, it was just there. Yeah, we understood. Yeah. Understood the moment. Yeah. Um, well, I'll... no, they do, because then they do make. Uh, uh, Don't, yeah, they talk the, about it afterwards. Yeah, he's just like, you did have a gun. I knew it. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, we didn't need you know, that, guys. We didn't, guys. Need, that. We didn't but, need that. I appreciated but, yeah. that, that. The bit. moment. But the moment was good. Um, I actually generally enjoyed the scene at the, like, that scene at the Blues Bar. Yeah, it was like, just, that I was, was the say, one like, that I, I just that it, like, r- reminded me of that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like you get to see, like, I guess a little bit more kind of warmth from from Herschel's character a little bit more, which you don't played, get very much at all. Yeah, and the sequence that he played was really, like, rousing. I yeah. was like, I was like, yeah, that that would get the bar together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and all of the piano playing throughout is really well, impressive. Can, but also it's like he starts out and it's like this dirge. We're like, oh, what yeah. is this I man playing? I can't remember the name of the the, the, pe- the, yeah, I feel like we should edit in what the name <laughs> of the classical piece that he plays in is. Yeah, and um, then... I feel like it is Chopin. It's like a nocturne or something. Anyway. Yeah, and then... So he plays this dirge, and then a few notes in, it starts wrapping up. And everyone's like, whoa. And you know what? Everyone was like, banger. Let's go to the dance floor and shake our booties. Yeah, and then after he finishes playing that, the band that was there like decides to like jump on up, and they jam together and do some jazz, which is... A, a, a beat for Mahershala's character, which is around... Yeah, like, I guess it's like that he's feeling accepted by the black community for once. Yeah, which isn't great uh, in terms of, like, that note, but it is still a fun sequence. Yeah, I think it's... I don't think it's a terrible idea to be like, look, let's explore what it feels like for this character who feels very alienated from his own community as but well he as been... by white society, but... There's a huge amount in the writing that doesn't make it work, and we'll yeah. talk about why that but, doesn't yeah. work. I think he should here. have been, yeah. Ex- when you're exploring that, it should have been more from his point of view. Exactly. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. Um, I actually want to say that you know, I kind of enjoyed uh, Vigo's performance. It was it's very, big. Enter- it's, it's big, very entertaining, but it's quite fun. It's yeah. big in a House yeah. of Gucci way. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. It feels yeah, very like, hey, 
Hey, so, I'm Italian. Especially when you're like, this film is like just over two hours long and, you know, mileage may vary. Mm. Yeah. So at least, you know, he's got some lines that like because of his delivery and the type that he's playing are funny to listen to and to watch. Yeah, you need <laughs> yeah. some like a, a main thing to hang your kind of movie on. And I think it lives or dies on that character because ultimately like it is from that character's point of view yeah and it's his arc around like oh racism yeah racism it exists exists and and i'm I'm not into it yeah (laughs) and i've been i'm racist myself oh yeah um yeah uh i feel like it is very it is a very james gandolfini performance (laughs) it feels like it is kind of just i watched a lot of sopranos (laughs) for this but i don't think he does a bad job no it It just feels like a very kind of like the same sort of big muscle bound guy the way he throws his weight around is kind of similar you know this is a danish man so you know yeah Yeah. like he's got to do his research yeah exactly that's what i would do (laughs) it doesn't feel like out and out an impersonation like there is still something lived in with it even though it's really really big um, yeah. I don't think Mahershala Ali is doing a bad performance no, he's here. Not, I just he's feel not. like he has so much less to work with yeah. because of that perspective yeah. that issue. Especially with his like, you know, he won the Oscar for this and like, you know, his win for Moonlight looming large only two years prior. Yeah. And, and he it's was like seeing amazing. what he's doing in that performance and as opposed like, to so this amazing only in a third movie. of Moonlight and he makes such he's a strong such a stronger impact. So good. Yeah. He's so good at yeah. Moonlight. And he's in all of this, but there's only, like, moments where the He's character... pretty much also, like, he's a co-lead in this film. Like, yeah, yeah. It's their relationship that's the focus of this film, yeah. so... But because he's supposed to be so straight-laced, uh, uh, which isn't hugely kind of interesting to kind of play, because it's not... Well, there's not there's really no any look the at why he's like... Like, there, I guess there are attempts to explain why he's like that, but yeah. again, it's all from such an external perspective that we don't really get to, to yeah. empathise with this character. And there are points in the movie where he kind of, like, you know, gives an impression of something beneath the surface. You mm. know, like, when he's yeah. p- playing the piano mm. and, like, you see him a bit more mm. animated and he's giving off, like, you know, a, a release of what he's feeling inside or, like... There's a really good scene where he thinks yeah. that um, that Tony is going to go to, like, his old mates um, and and he's, like, really vulnerable and he's like, I'd be willing to pay, like, 125 an hour. Mm. Um, it's an not hour? A day. Uh, per week. No, no. <laughs> 125 <laughs> an like, hour. Give me that. 125 a week love... was his current Look, contract. That's right. And he said he'd <laughs> give him a raise. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if he got paid 1960s. Like, 125 an hour is, like, the most... I said the wrong word. <laughs> not even um, a 2022, 125 an hour. It's like, yes, man, please. Yeah. It's yeah. like the law. What like, do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> I'm a partner at a law firm, and that's yeah, how much yeah, yeah. I'm tra- charging We're you. We're doing like, extremely illegal activities. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, he offers him 125 of a week. A week. Thank you. Uh, and he's really emotional, and even just it's that amazing thing mm. that because when you see these two actors written down like yeah. these two, I'm like, oh, I want to see that film. Yeah, they're not without chemistry, you know, yeah. like. And, and seeing their sweet moments is really nice as well. Once yeah, the character when they kind do, of gel like, and, bonds yeah. together. Like, yeah, again, like, whether we find those scenes necessarily convincing, I feel like the mm. actor's doing a lot of work to make them convincing. Mm. Like, the actors yeah. are definitely, like, trying to sell the friendship that's blooming between these men. Mm. I don't mind the convention of writing the letters together. I think that's kind of sweet. Uh, it's a little charming. Yeah, it's not mean, my favorite. It's not my favorite part. I think I feel like it could be, and I'm like, I've got a few edits for you guys yeah, on the script that could like, make that work. Yeah, but there's some yeah. stuff that conceptually I'm like, oh, that could have worked, but it really just goes to the nth degrees of like 
making him so out of touch with the yeah. community. <laughs> yeah. Um, which maybe we should, we can get into yeah. the, the I mean, I don't know if we have much I don't much know if we have any more say. bottles. I mean, yeah, yeah there's... Uh, you know, and uh, I don't know, even know if they explain the green book very well. It doesn't the really role. come up too often. They sort of explain yeah. it vaguely, but they don't really give you like a... Well, you know, and sometimes with films, that's it. fine. Like, it's a small element, but it feels right for that to be the overarching thing. But with this, it's like, it's not even, yeah, framed in such a way that you're like... Well, those are the things we liked about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, talk about the things we didn't necessarily enjoy. I yeah. think for me, the huge thing is the script on this. Like, I, yeah. it's, I think the best picture, The Academy picture, Award honestly, winning script. The yeah. best picture, I'm like, okay, that's, an, that's stupid and I'm annoyed at that. But like the fact that there's one best screenplay mm. is just... It's really insulting. It's so insulting to screenwriters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Especially... the entire like, practice of screenwriting. Like, and it... it you know it's sorry. just like so... i just moaned in on my um <laughs> we have a cat playing around <laughs> our legs yeah, sorry the cat, our cat is around um what was i gonna say it was up against like some really good screenplays as well the favorite was one of the screenplays yeah. um their first reformed first is a really tremendous screenplay uh roma screenplay was fine i think um and vice not my favorite screenplay but definitely a lot more ambitious than this like mm. you know they had like the characters doing Shakespearean sonnets to each other and stuff in Vice. So, like, at least it had the structure and, like, the ambition more than, like, this kind of, like, I hate to level this a film, but like a lifetime movie, you know. It's like, just so plotting, and it's so obvious, and it's just it's like, very obvious. Oh, oh my god! And like the way that, like we just said before, like the characters will just spell out things. They'll just oh. have to. They have to say it. They can't it, well, let things go implied. It's They've one tell your audience because your audience is stupid yeah mm. it's it's the the biopic thing of it's wikipedia the movie you know like yeah. it's that and then every scene you know how it's gonna go because you can telegraph what the conflict is and they don't do anything to subvert your yeah. expectations yeah and i and think the humor is not funny the most not of the funny. time yeah. um and yeah i think the worst part of it is yeah the characterization of, of dr shirley is just like it's, it felt to me like a teenager having to write a smart character and just like writing the dialogue in the way that they would like say lines and then going through every like noun and verb and finding a synonym mm. and just putting like a, a fancier synonym. And like it, it doesn't it doesn't come across like the vocabulary person, of yeah. a learned person. It comes across as like either a machine or somebody who is trying their best to sound like a smart person, and that's not how he's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that this guy is effortless, effortlessly knowledgeable yeah. and sophisticated yeah. and cultured well, um, in a way that intimidates uh, Tony. Yeah. Well, the other thing for me is he's written as so two-dimensional. Like, yeah. Like, he knows he they have to be such polar opposites that he does not know anything about black culture. Yeah. Not a thing at Which all. Which doesn't make sense because it's like, it's not implied that he grew up in like yeah. a really like, you Lovely know, household. bougie household like, you know, as a very rich child it's like he gained this through exactly, his piano yeah. playing. So it's mm. like at some point in his, you know, youth and childhood, he was part of the black community. Like he, even if he feels now alienated from it, like that doesn't mean that he's never had fried chicken before. Yeah, and he's but, never heard of, like he's heard of Little Richard, but he's never heard him play. Like Exactly. But that's yeah. the thing just, is not to be like unaware of everything. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's ludicrous. The you extent. can still, yeah, you can still have that narrative of yearning to be 
back in part the of that. But also, that's the thing. It's like the script also never gives us any opportunity to surprise us. Like maybe there's one thing that he's actually mm. knows. You know, like he's maybe he's really good at horseshoes, which they gave him the opportunity. You know, like yeah. It's like there's no yeah, or it's like or the sense that it's like it's a it's a front that he's putting on that he's trying to make it well, seem exactly. like yeah, yeah. he's more yeah. much, like you know like sophisticated and cultured yeah, because he's, he's ashamed of that background. But yeah. it's not that's not the implication. It's that he just. That it's he just doesn't know he has this like remove and he feels like isolated because of it and it's like I, it, it, yeah, yeah I'm like there would be something more interesting but, if there was a psychological reason that he's pretending he doesn't know what horseshoes is because he's yeah but also just like general ignorance of southern politics as well it's mm. just like I think he knows he's going to the south he I mean he's clearly gone some research because yeah, that's because why he's he... like I need to have like an aggressive white driver that exactly. can like fend off uh races. but then there were too many scenes of like. I'm you're just not- gonna go into a bar. Yeah. Like, I'm just yeah. Yeah, we're like so. Like, just, like I'm I'm in prison and I can't believe that you have put me in jail. Like I have done nothing wrong and I would like to consult my legal representative. Yeah. And it's like. And there's there's a moment where like he's he's um having sex with a, a guy and is like arrested uh, there mm. and uh, Tony is able to bail him out by like bribing. The, oh, that the was cops so. Or the guards, whoever it was. Yeah. yeah, and like instead of being like, thank, thank you, you thank for you. getting me out of that situation, he's just like, how dare you bribe these men? <laughs> it's so like that's not how any <laughs> sane like person would act. Isn't living in the sixties and doesn't but have like, the context of the world. But also, wouldn't that show like some self worth and some like growth in the character? Like, yeah. Tony has bailed you out several times. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe at first, yeah, you like scoff at his men methods but like it's it has worked in your favor several times so maybe show some appreciation yeah and he has like he acknowledges this in like his big monologue in the rain where he's like really angry and frustrated it's, not even a big, it's like three lines yeah it's three lines it's totally like gets. I think also just this character is written very condescendingly I know. in a way that I think the writers are trying to be like oh because he's a smart guy but I'm like it just makes him seem very unlikable that not mm. only is he like you know like perhaps he has like a bigger vocabulary than Tony but also he's just like now I have to coach you on your t- articulation yeah. because you're not you're not enunciating your words properly or like ah, I will fix your letters because your grammar is clearly hideous mm. um, <laughs> Yeah. And it, so it's like, yeah, there comes this sort of Cyrano thing where he ends up kind of uh, ghost writing uh, Tony's letters to mm. his wife. And of course, like she prefers these nice ones yeah. than the ones that he was sending before. And wouldn't you know, she shows them to everyone. Yeah. But it's like, if I wouldn't mind that as a plot point as much as I do if it didn't come from him being like, oh, you're clearly an imbecile and I yeah. will fix yeah. that for you. And, yeah. it's, and it's so it's like, yeah, it's like he's not just like, you know, they're not just opposites, but also he's just like kind of mean to him unnecessarily. Yeah. He's just kind of a jerk and just, kind of condescending. I just wanted to know more about him. What what happened to his family? Like, yeah. what happened to why has he got wife? this like dispute with his brother? Exactly. Like, mm. also, uh, what you know, hearing him talk about you know his you know homosexuality. Like, what yeah. relationship has he navigating that? Like, and that you know, is like, such a like compli- the, like like it's just one of those things where they haven't played any complexity with that as a that, theme like that, t- that ties in with his aloneness and his aloofness like yeah. it's like the, the scene that we're talking we've talked about before where like tony has to bail him out of jail because he's been arrested for like yeah cruising? going to a hookup yeah. i guess yeah, cruising yeah. with this other guy like 
the Tony is very racist, like violently yeah. racist at the start of this film. Yeah. He's like slightly just, he's at this point just oh, starting yeah. to turn the corner there as is, racism. Is... But he's not homophobic at all. He's all good like, with that. Yeah, right He's on. just like, look, I've seen some guys around the cold, but you know. Like, yeah. it's like, that just doesn't read to me as like period accurate to that no. character. No. Like, I don't understand, like, yeah. Or, or like, and the fact that he's not even supposed like that surprise like exactly that surprise that Tony or, is that or if he's not really homophobic at least make more of a moment of that yeah, scene of and that complexity of, a, a of, that, of, of like, that discussion oh wow that, that character yeah. like yeah it's like it's yeah. so strange that he's got like, all the other bigotries but this one he doesn't care about well that's the thing it's an opportunity for, for Dr. Shirley to ask him about his history and then yeah. you can be like you it's know it's like we're sharing details yeah because yeah. it's like what do these men bond over like what is yes, the, the basis exactly. of their friendship and it's like I don't know. Like, he's just like... Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Like, they Stuck share some chicken yeah. together. Literally, like, yeah. we're just... Basically, yeah. Like... And then he's Don like, introduces, that guy can play. Yeah, Don introduces Tony to the piano. Tony introduces Don to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Like, oh that seems God. to be... The, the um, like disgust it. he has of, like, handling the chicken. Like, look, that is quite a funny acting moment from Mahershala, <laughs> I will say. Like, he's his little, like, spider hands as he's holding it yeah. apart. Like, and so in terms of Dr. Shirley, like, so apparently the production, like, didn't really reach out to the existing members of the family of of the doc, Dr. Shirley's family, the relatives that were still alive that were still there and like uh, were never kind of contacted. So Mahershala was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. Like, like I I did the best with the material that I was kind of given." Is like his big kind of statement that he came out with um, after winning the Oscar, um, and it's just kind of frustrating that like yeah yeah that they were there and were never kind of reached out to and i think they felt quite offended because he, apparently he had been like a really strong advocate for yeah. the black community he was like well, he didn't he didn't have that sense of alienation that they yeah, yeah, yeah. in this film and it's, so they felt that was kind of disrespectful to put that theme on him i do understand why they wanted to do that but i think it's just it's not they haven't done it well yeah <laughs> so. it, well it's just like because like he learns all of you know being black from this, this white, white man. guy. Like, yeah. that's fine if he can learn some aspects of it from, from Nick. Or Nick. What's his Sorry, name? Tom- Tony. Tony. <laughs> but, like, there's... I didn't see him interact with any other black character in the um, film. Except for that scene in the blues bar at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And learn, for, you know, about his culture. Or, like, another, maybe, maybe another successful black man in the business. Or, mm. like, you know, him navigating you know, learning black culture from like other black Bechtel people. It's like the but for black, black characters. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. ever actually see them interact, interact with and talk about character. someone other than, than uh, Tony? Uh, yeah, I guess he, he talks to the waitress of the Blues Bar. That's, I think, the only other yeah. character. That, wow, yeah. The other black character he talks to. Um, yeah, just... it's it's just, I don't know, it's just such a, it's such a, um, I feel like it's, it's, all of it started just from like, ah, oh, but what if we, we was totally the opposite? Yeah, that's so funny. Like, it seems like a really like... It's like a re- reverse like driving Miss Daisy. Almost. Yeah, it's like an acting exercise where all they've done is like, oh, what if it's like reverse driving Miss Daisy? And it's like, the white guy, he likes all these black things. And the black guy, he likes all these <laughs> yeah. white things. And they're yeah. like, yeah. And then they haven't really gone deeper into that at yeah. all. And so it's just such a surface kind of thing. There's, there's also moments... about the trappings of what they they look like what clothes they wear and how they speak and what they're yeah in terms of the ignorance as well there's also some moments where tony doesn't know some stuff where he's like i'm a doctor of of music and he's like what like singing and it's like (laughs) he made music he sounds so dumb yeah it's very like 
from terms so, of Nick writing this about his father, it's like, did you think your father was a moron? Like, yeah. he seems like... The letters were made extra dumb. Like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. there's a, there was a really funny moment where, like, you know, like, Dr. Shirley has been helping him with the, the letters, and then his final letter, like, mm. he gives Dr. Shirley the material, and then Dr. It. Shirley, like, reads that, you know, you remind, that you remind, remind me, me of a house... house. With happy people inside. Yeah, and, and, and Dr. Shelley was just like, you know what? It's, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's, it's all right. It's, it's charming. Good well, job. Was, so yeah. he was a doctor of, I guess he'd got his I guess just has a PhD, PhD in musicology, I guess, I or guess. Yeah. composition or whatever. Um, See, yeah, that no. could have been made aware to Tony, like, to explain that concept. Because well, I was confused. Be like, yeah, doctor he, he lives doctor. above Carnegie Hall. Yeah, yeah. He's so wealthy. I'm like... I want to know more. Yes, exactly like, about his adventures. Tell me about yeah. his struggles to get yeah. for, to get to this situation. And yeah, also, like, I, I kind of wanted to see a scene like maybe not in the south where he kind of flat, you know, flexed a little bit. Yeah, flexed to Tony, like you know, who normally isn't in this world, you know, like a bit yeah. more and and showed showed him um, how different it is. I mean, we all know, but like, yeah. Also, he's gay, and I want to know more about that. Other than <laughs> yeah, just is, him he's... like being chained up to a bathroom. And yeah, being it like, seems very much ashamed. like we're just like you don't know about my life anyway. Let's close the door on that subject. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We yeah. won't address that again. It was very like at a distance, and it was it made it harder to care about him. It's just like the only element of that that felt relevant was like you have a family, I don't, or like whatever, like yeah. Hmm. But that's the thing when, like, you know, Tony even gave him a speech about, like, reaching out first because, like, life is too short or something. And we didn't even get a follow-up to that. I mean, it was be- it would have been very cliche, but, like, you know, at least, oh, I guess that was enough. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I think there is just, like, I think you guys were saying about how, like, oh, they're sort of co-leads of this film. But I'm yeah. like, in some ways, I kind of do agree that he's a supporting character just because mm. it isn't written as opposites attract. Like it, or it's kind of written like with that in mind, but it's also written so much from Tony's perspective only. He's our main mm. character. Yeah. We only see him, him in his life for the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes of the movie before he gets his job. Mm. Um, and it's all about like, we're intended to see through his eyes and to experience the situation identifying with him yeah um and it's just sort of i don't know i think it's also um yeah like i i feel like we should also talk about like the kind of message of like how racism operates in this film. oh my god all yeah. the all like, the scenes that feature racism first draft like first literally draft. first draft. the yeah. first scene where like there's some like black people like fixing their sink or something i don't know yeah. what was happening and they've come around to do the plumbing uh yeah. and uh <laughs> Cavallini's like here Dolores, you go have some yeah. water she's yeah. you know like trying to be nice because she's she's the only not racist in the yeah. italian she's community the hottest, apparently see, i think the moral why she's hot. the moral of the film is uh to be hot you have to not be racist yeah, yeah. Like, um and so yeah all the other apparently all of the other men of the family have come around to like look after her and make sure that none of these like black no. guys have any untoward intentions mm. um and then yeah she's given them this water and then tony comes along and throws the glasses <laughs> in the bin yeah because he's so racist he he's like even if i've like, washed these glasses no they've touched the lips yeah. of a black man and this is and very early in the film we're getting to know him and it's like wow we're like is... this guy's extremely racist like yeah. it's it, to the point where it makes kind of 
that he would take this job. Unbelievable uh, yeah, to me. And look, like, and, it's like, I feel like uh, you yeah. don't have to make him, <laughs> you don't have to make him that racist. You can make him like the same level of racist as most, as every white yeah. person in the 60s well, was. You have those other people <laughs> in the room. They could be the, the extreme racist. And, and he's, he's just, just like, like yeah, yeah, mild. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. flavors. And then it's like, but it seems like the only understanding of racism this film has is like the on and off switch. It's like yeah, the binary of like very racist or actually fine. I also didn't get why he got the job either. Like he didn't give a good argument. For yeah, I guess like he was the only guy that seemed like a, a tough guy. That He could, also called one of the Asian guy that came out of the office a chink. So, you know, he's very racist. Like they, I, yeah, he, he revealed his racism in the job interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. And like, yeah, because... He the got his job was, because he's not homophobic. The doctor was aiming. <laughs> yeah, the only way. he was like, okay, one out of two. Um, whereas, like, the doctor was like, oh, you come highly recommended by like everybody, and and like who? Who's yeah. recommending yeah, it who, to you? Exactly. Yeah. He's putting his name for like he gets one phone call, being like, "Come on, this job." He's like, "Sure." Yeah. Um, and were, yeah, I don't also get why the the mob was involved. I guess to I don't know Just give to some spice to the life. Just um, to be like, I remember he was in Goodfellas. Oh gosh. Yeah, um, and The Sopranos. But <laughs> every scene, like we get multiple scenes of like seemingly well-meaning white people at first in yeah. the South mm. reveal that they're racist when yeah, when Doctor Shirley like, when Doctor Shirley wants to use the bathroom. It could or honestly wants to, be a bingo. Wants to eat in like, the restaurant. How, yeah, or how wants is the white to buy a suit. It's like a little racist. timer thing where you go like, okay, I've seen a white person, like how long before they do something <laughs> <It's> racist? racist. <laughs> yeah. Um but there's there's not really like yeah, I, f- I feel like it's very, like, everybody's on, like, racist setting. And then, <laughs> like, and oh. Tony's, like, just sort of flipped into non-racist yeah, by the yeah, end. Yeah. And it's, like, we don't get a sense of, like, yeah, the, un- the-, the unlearning process of that. We don't really. Like, feel- I feel like, like it's almost like he just but also, learned that racism existed and was like, wait, we I, that's bad. And I also, don't want to be bad anymore. We see them squabble, but we don't really see them squabble about racial tensions, you yeah. know? Like, no. they don't have any racial tensions between them. When we clearly saw the only, Tony have some racial problems in yeah, the, the beginning. Yeah, the only thing he does is when he goes for a piss, he, like, grabs his... He, like, reconsiders and he grabs his wallet. So oh, like, yeah, but, like... Yeah, but it's, like, that's... Like no, no. That as a racist act is not tiny, but like in terms of actually like arguing, like they never get into the meat of the thing. Mm. Yeah, Mm. it's just you know, I'll tolerate you, and now I like you. Yeah, yeah. Like actually, put some. If you're gonna go there, put some gross rhetoric in his mouth. I'm. I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say gross rhetoric, but just like a situation where like yeah, that maybe even that thing where he. You know, takes, takes the wallet, wallet and gives something. Give and then me the something. Like, what the fuck was that? And yeah. then he's like, "Oh, well, you might have taken it." And then progress it from there. Mm. I feel like, yeah, because I only... immediately he kind of becomes the, this we... ally to her. Yeah, like I he's think going he... to the suit store and he's like, "Ah, let my friend try on the suit. <laughs> also, how dare you not let him try it?" And does, it's like, yeah. "How did the racist switch get yeah. switched off <laughs> so does, fast?" Does he have a change like... of heart because he saw him play the piano? Was that it? Like, I think so. And it's or... around that thing around like, "Oh, he's exceptional. He's he's, he's, he's a genius." Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so what if you just hung out with like this guy <laughs> off the street guy. and you're like, "This guy's not exceptionally talented." He's not really good at the piano, so it doesn't matter if people racist. 
him. Uh. Um, and yeah, it is very much about like people not making exceptions for this one guy. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing that gets grinds Tony's gears, as opposed to the fact that there is an all-white dining hall in the first place. Exactly. Like he never quite understands racism. Yeah, yeah. now we need <laughs> to educate him just about like, systemic racism. It's more just as he's like, but you know, gotta make an exception for him. He's great at the piano, and he's my friend. Yeah. Like, yeah, and he's it's... my boss. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck. It's um. There was a yeah. really funny scene with the cops, like. Yeah. Or when yeah. you know how it's gonna go, they get arrested because whatever. Mm. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then the phone call. Yeah. Yeah. And then he um so he gets the one phone call. He was denied the phone call initially, but then the one semi-racist cop, but not the one with the heart, was like, yeah. "Well, he does have rights." And they were all like, oh, "God, all right, give him his one phone call." Who does he call? That Robert Bo- <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> oh god line. yeah um, and then yeah so the governor calls and they go what i know I... we gotta let him go and then the thing the other big banana that we haven't talked about is the score well no i know oh. before you finish that okay. up like so we have that cop interaction sure and then towards the end of the film they get pulled over again by cops and we uh, already know we've established cops, oh, cops are bastards A-cab. yeah, yeah. a cab 100 percent so like Dr. Dr. Shirley's squirming in the backseat. Tony Lip is like, oh, maybe I don't love cops at all. Despite the fact that as like, a, I guess, a, a connected with the mafia guy <laughs> in New York, he probably wasn't a huge cops fan yeah. previously yeah. to this. <laughs> and then, you know, the cop pulls them over, like shines his flashlight in the backseat in front. And he says... Your taillight's not working, or some shit like that. Yeah, your back, your real wheel is still real wheel, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, guess what? That cop, he not was racist. good. Looking out so, for him. He's out on like Christmas Eve, like yeah. real late. It's because he doesn't believe in God. Yeah. He's <laughs> He supports the blacks and the gays and the yeah. Italians. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so, just a little, little bit in there just to make sure that you know the message of the film is not that cops are bad, because we can't yeah. say that true. as a film. Um, and yeah, so we. Across all of the major scenes, the score is like so present. It's very odd. The score, it's, uh, the score to me again is first draft. Yeah. It's, like... But it's, sometimes it's like I don't know emotionally what it's trying. To, it'll be just like going like boop boop do It'll be doing like a little like wacky. wacky time, and it's like what's happening is not really a wacky situation. Yeah. Or it will be like a kind of minor thing, and it will be like we've got to have this sweeping, the sweeping, tragic score. But like this, or just this... needle drops from the sixties yeah. that but... don't have any real bearing on the scene. Yeah, it's yeah. just like some song. I don't know. But like the sweeping tragic stuff doesn't have any personality at all it's, it's just, just like whatever literally violence, i don't know you just got like a college student to like compose a movie yeah. score like yeah. do that a score that sounds just like a movie score or nominated i think yeah. i don't I think, think it was think so. get out yeah um yeah this the songs i mean no significance to the plot yeah. nothing i mean if we makes it feel like treacle like when you're watching those scenes like it's already pretty bad and then it's just like thickly layered on yeah i don't know to me it also didn't work in a heartstring tugging way like mm. i have my heartstrings tug pretty easily with movies like yeah. you know belfast and Coda, as basic as those films were, I think they achieved what they were trying to achieve. Mm. Like, feel good, kind of like, you know, manipulated me into, like, shedding a tear or two at the right moments. Mm. 
And um, they did it well. I mean, I wouldn't call them like cinematic achievements, but I was like, you know, for what the film that you're trying to achieve, I'm like, you did a good job. Yeah. Um, I don't really, f- there were some moments I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's nice. Don't really deliver the 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 crowd pleasing feeling that I that I was expecting from this movie at least, you know. Well, yeah, like why did this film? Like I can understand conceptually why it won it's best because picture. because racism is very important mm-hmm. and it's racism over. Is bad and it was in it's, the sixties. Yeah, we're yeah. past it now. <laughs> we're we're not that yeah. racist. I've anymore. got to say, like, look the, how far we've come. And the conclusion of the racism switch scenario as well is that when he uh, invites uh, Mahershala up for dinner at Christmas dinner at the end, and he like pops over <laughs> with his bottle of champagne after leaving his empty apartment, mm. and like all of the other like. Italian, Italian family. family have just been like calling him slurs, like blah blah blah, <laughs> and he's just like, "Don't call him that." And they're like, "Okay." And then he turns up on the doorstep, and then they're all like, "Silence!" Hey, make some room, make some room. <laughs> yeah, get a chair. Like it's yeah. it's just like they're all suddenly not racist now. I know. Yeah, and it is really. I think yeah, you can see it in some cl- um, like uh, shot reverse shots, like a little, a switch, little switch on the back, on of, the the back of the neck. Yeah, <laughs> um, where it's on. I on. I did now that I am talking about sentimentality. I did appreciate the detail of when you know like tony um uh promised that his wife that he would um be home for christmas and then you see like it's a snowstorm there in a snowstorm it's precarious tony is tired he's getting tired he's he still driving they've been driving for hours and hours i mean like he proposes that they stop at a motel so he can you know grab some shut eye but he won't be able to make it um, for Christmas Eve dinner or Christmas dinner um, and then you see Linda Cardellini fussing around she's like in the kitchen serving this big big fish the big feast that she's laid out for the family everyone is clueless but she's you know uh, nervous she's like waiting anticipating her poet extraordinaire <laughs> would show up at the door um, and we see the car driving through the, the, the decorated streets of, of New York in the Bronx and guess who's behind the wheel? Dr. Don Shirley driving the <laughs> sleeping Vigo in the back seat just so um he could make the, make the Christmas time family. dinner. Yeah. Mm. Which I was like, okay, cool. I actually enjoyed that little as uh, a sentimental moment. Yeah, as a little yeah. sentimental moment. Yeah. It was nice. Didn't see it coming. I mean I probably could have if I was focusing, but I was like, Oh, it's cute. Yeah, it's a nice reversal, especially when we've been in this damn car for so long. Yeah. And I, like, I'm a fan usually of these kind of slice of life, like, people getting along kind of things. Like, movers have a, has a similar kind of energy of, like, different, as player wrote a while back. Um, <laughs> it's really, really narrow casting yeah. right now. Um, movers 2018, yeah. 2019. Yeah. 2018, same year. Oh, damn. The real best picture, oh. maybe, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> um, where it's, like, slice of life stuff and, like, people from different backgrounds and stuff, like that's fun and exciting when you can like yeah like it's it's territory that i enjoy um and i can see why oscars would be like wow there's all this extremely like big sweeping roma but actually this is just a little story about two people well yeah well roma is a bit cold for a lot of people you know it's like not a very relatable story for them like it's in black and white it's like obviously like you know not in the english language Mm. so some people find it cold and academic Whereas yeah. this, like, something like this is, like, I guess it feels easy like to comprehend. meat and potatoes for people, maybe. Yeah. Like, they're just like, yeah. yeah. And Best Picture, famously, is about, it's not about the best film of the year, but it's the one that everyone feels 
partial well, to. Well, yeah, it's it's voted on by the majority. So sometimes, you know, like the, the the most technically artistic film is the one that also satisfies the most people. Mm. But sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes the one that it also is the mood of the country, the mood of the people. So something mm. maybe possibly some might happen this year where the little film that could is the narrative that takes over and gets yeah. the most votes or you know and like when was yeah. oscar so white um in terms of that hashtag like is that it was around... it was 2014 2015 I, oh, I think it's okay. 2014 2015 yeah, yeah i think mm. i think this the, yeah the academy in terms of its photos is like slowly starting to become a yeah. little bit branched out in yeah. terms of diversity and, and points of view this is a very much like a the sort of anti-racist film that appeals to white audiences 100 yeah. percent. like that's clearly who it's intended for like that's yeah. why this is your your point of view character mm. and it's why don Shirley feels such like a hollow character because mm. like i think I, it feels almost similar to me as like the strong female character trope in some ways where yeah a writer has instead of being like oh instead of a, a damsel in distress i'm gonna do the opposite and i'm gonna make her mm. a badass bitch who saves herself where she doesn't but show any vulnerability in but that's personality. similarly just yeah. a cardboard cutout character exactly. it's just like they're like yeah but she's a strong character she's not like stereotypical she and says I feel like, cool lines yeah <laughs> and it's like but we don't see we don't have she's not a, a three-dimensional mm, person exactly. and i think we have the same thing here where they've been mm. like he's gonna be the opposite of all the stereotypes about black people he's educated he's like uh the Jurassic pianist. He doesn't like like rock and roll and blues music. Yeah, he doesn't white. like fried he's chicken white for all intents and purposes. Yeah, you know? like, like he's like all these. He's, he's articulate and he's great at writing and all these things. It's like all oh, the stereotypes. He's got these other things, but that's all they've done. Mm. And that's why it doesn't feel like a story about two people meeting each other and becoming friends. It becomes like it feels like that character is written from Tony Lip's perspective. <laughs> like yeah. like mm. if he was telling this story to people later, not realizing that he's still racist, but thinking that he's now no longer racist, yeah. this is how he'd describe it. Is he'd be like, you know, like you're the things that we think about black people. He was the opposite. It really turned my mind and around. And I think that's the flaw of having Nick Vallelonga like yeah. write the script. Mm. Like it's so clearly from well, the Well, the flaw of Nick Vallelonga <laughs> writing the script is he can't write a damn he can't script. can't write yeah. a good script. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> but he did win an Oscar for his damn script. So. Congratulations, <laughs> I guess. Great. I do think, like, in terms of the... I was just thinking about the other best pictures that have come, like, later. Like, there has been some good stuff. 100%. Like, the oh, membership yeah. of the Academy now is so international. Because we've that, got, like, like... There was, like, Parasite um, and... Parasite is also very crowd pleasing though. I feel like yeah. a basic person would also just like mm. Parasite. Yeah. yeah. Parasite Nomad Land. Is there one more that I'm forgetting from But yeah. I, no, those are the two that have those been the since two. And then yeah. But bef- but before this was um It's Moonlight is Moonlight and then mm. Shape of Water was Shape the one. Which was fine. It's like Yeah. In the middle. <laughs> yeah. But I mean Oscars is a flawed institution, but I yeah, guess exactly. It's always something that we kinda tune in and yeah. watch. Well, it's exciting. I mean, like, it's exciting to see good versus evil, you know? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes right. evil prevails. Yeah. All of us will never forget where we were when we when Moonlight won Best Picture. <laughs> like, I literally uh, cannot. Oh yeah, I, I, like... I, gosh. I remember very vividly where I was. What a controversy. Oh, God. Oh. Wow. So good. Well, let's wrap up with this film. So uh, now we've, we've put all the lollies in the, in the bag. Let's decide if we want to bag it or biff it. Bag or boof in the book. Is it, does it oh, go in the book? Sure. Does it go in the book or does it go on the street? <laughs> the book or the bin? The yeah. book or the bin. Uh, this is a this is a biff bin for me. <laughs> yeah. um, 
yeah it made it pretty clear like i just think the writing is really where this film fails like i think it's direction is fine a lot of the performances are a it's bit standard too yeah it's, it's standard. okay it, like yeah so the performances it's nothing exceptional but the writing is where it really fails and it's just such a trite film um yeah and it's 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 i think there could be a, a good film from the story i think there could be but this is not it mm, mm. oh yeah i, I agree yeah yeah yeah, I'm I'm right there too. I was curious to go back and see if there was anything that had any kind of merit to it, and aside from a couple of small performance choices and um, yeah, little moments. And I do enjoy Vigo's kind of thing. Like if that was more blandly played, then it would probably be like actively insufferable to watch. Um, it is still pretty insufferable though. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a biff uh, in the bin for me too. Did Nick Vallelonga say that 9-11 didn't happen or something? No, like, he like... said that he saw the Muslims cheering 9-11 <laughs> in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, <Wow. this> like <laughs> definitely something 9-11 related. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, I just wanted more of the book. The um, titular role. <laughs> Where was the book? Where's Where was the, the book? book? I was so confused. I thought it would figure more into the plot. Like, honestly, no, if this was all. more about, yeah, Dr. Shirley's, like, the tension between him and his blackness and like learning Look. his identity and learning it through food. <gasps> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. There, there could be a movie. really interesting food and music? story about that kind of idea mm. of yeah, being the, the exception Ugh. to your race kind yeah. of like figure and the loneliness of that. And yeah. Yeah. I think there's some, some really great material to be so had there good. and none of it is explored in this film. Well, I like that film. This yeah. film, not so much. <laughs> This one's in the bin. This one's a bit for me. Uh, <laughs> even worse than Forrest Gump. Inter- probably one of my probably my least favourite best picture movie of all time. And maybe one I of mean, the worst mixed bag Look, I haven't covered. watched all 93. No, neither have I, but of the ones that I've so, seen, I think yeah. this is up there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's worse than The King's Speech, which I famously hate. Um, worse than I go, yeah. <laughs> Worse than which one, sorry? Argo. Argo. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Argo, Argo is thrilling, Argo's I think. Right. Yeah. Argo, fuck yourself. Yes, Argo, <laughs> fuck yourself, Green Book. We are throwing it out of the car like those pieces of chicken. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. And with that, uh, where can people find us um, uh, to follow more Mixed Bag stuff, James? You're normally the one that remembers. Yeah, so you can find <laughs> us on Mixed Bag Pod uh, and Mixed Bag Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. Uh, next episode, we are going to... I don't know. I mean, next episode might not happen. Oh, yeah, it's on, true. On schedule. Oh, there but will be another episode. It, We're yeah, not, yeah. This is yeah, not yeah, the end might, of the podcast. It might. We are <laughs> going... We, we are. Are we going across the ditch for the next episode? I Possibly. So. Maybe. Oh. Well, honestly, look. Just stay stay tuned. Um, It'll we're looking, be mixed. We're It'll look, be a bag. Yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to um, our next episode. We're looking forward to the big event happening in our lives. The Oscars, obviously. Mm, I'm kidding. And also something else, actually, you know, <laughs> okay. person. Yeah. Um, but, you know, fun stuff. Hopefully tonight's winners, when this episode drops, uh, we'll talk about them in our next step. And hopefully they're yeah. good. Yeah. Hopefully we'll like them. Hey, you know, whatever it is, it'll be the Oscars. Oh, we... we uh, Whatever it is, it'll be better than Green Book. Yeah. All right. But for now, that's a wrap.